Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today as we get the Word of God, talk about it. Let it affect our lives, and it will if we are believing, humble, receiving of the Word of God. Special welcome today to all who are new, who've maybe been hearing me at Florida State University and are just subscribing or coming on for the first time. Welcome to our channel. Glad to have you along. We've been looking at reasons that people walk away from the Christian faith. This is a big problem. You probably know someone who has. Maybe you've been tempted yourself. We share this to under, both understand why some that we love and care about walk away from the faith, but also to understand some of the temptations and pitfalls we might fall into if we're not careful. So let's look at our thesis here. We've been discussing I say there's two reasons a person rejects God's truth. It's a little bit of a trick question when you ask someone, what are the two reasons? The two reasons are the one that sounds good and the real reason. The real reason has to do more with the heart. The one that sounds good makes a person sound sound superior to us, like they're smarter, they're more intelligent, more educated. They don't have to rely on faith, which is seen by many people as a weakness today. And so that's what they will tell us. And so we want to look at, we're not looking today at reasons like, you know, I believe in science, not God, and and the intellectual arguments, but the, the deeper heart issues that often, almost always are at the core of why a person walks away. Today, what I'd like to look at, reason number seven, why people, young people and all people leave the faith is disappointment with God. Sometimes it sounds like I, it didn't work for me. I tried Christianity, I tried Jesus, and it didn't work for me. That's going to mean a lot of different things to different people. I'm reminded of a fella at the University of Missouri, Kansas City, a few years back. He was heckling me, boisterous, arrogant, thought he had all the answers. I asked him if he, he claimed didn't believe in God. I asked if he ever did. And he said, well, as a child, he did. I said, what happened? And suddenly this guy went from being arrogant, boisterous, loud, and self-confident to he began to tell me when he was five years old, his father, his grandfather was ill, had a disease, and he prayed that his grandfather would not die, and his father died. And he was Catholic, and he said that in his understanding, they told him, someone told him it was his fault. Some, I don't know if someone told him that. I doubt someone tell a five-year-old it's his fault. But somehow he thought it was his fault his grandfather died because he didn't have enough prayer and faith. Uh, his prayers weren't answered. He didn't have, have enough faith for his prayers to be answered. And, the, and, and he began to cry right there in front of everybody. He went, I mean, it's just like a night and day change. He went from being this boisterous, arrogant, know-it-all, overly confident guy to crying. Tears coming down, streaming down his cheek, saying, and, he, and here's what he said, do you know what that would do to a kid to think you're responsible for your grandfather's death because your prayers weren't answered? And he walked away from the faith. I mean, as a little kid, he stopped believing in God. There's others who they might be a little bit older, but they pray maybe a change in their lives. I wonder if some of these people say it didn't work for me. How many of them, I wonder, were LGBT people, gay or lesbian or something, and they, and they weren't happy with who they are. They didn't feel right about who they were, and they prayed to God. 
Many LGBT people do this. They pray and they pray, God, change me, make me straight. And it doesn't happen. And they, and they, and they, they, they think they did all the right things. They didn't get to the counseling. They didn't talk to someone who maybe could help them figure out why they have these uh, same-sex attractions. But they get to the point where they, they say, it didn't work for me. They look around and they see other people having their prayers answered. It didn't work for me, so I'm not going to believe. Or maybe even it's a time when you grow up in a good youth group and you see some of the people around you seem to be having, some of the other youth seem to be having a very alive, exciting, vibrant relationship with God. And you want it and you don't have it. And maybe you're just not as emotional as they are. Maybe maybe somehow you process information differently or whatever may be the case, you feel like maybe God doesn't love you or God didn't give you the same experience. Maybe you wanted some supernatural experience and you prayed for it and it didn't happen. And you began to wonder if God loved you and loves you. I remember that happened early in my Christian life. I read a book about speaking in tongues and I began to pray and say, oh God, I you know, I want this. And, and when I didn't get it, I wondered, does God not love me? And it's easy to think that it doesn't work for you. And some people, they walk away from the faith. They walk away because they think God doesn't love me or God's not there or God doesn't answer my prayers or God didn't change me or whatever it may be. They're disappointed. Folks, we have to help people work through disappointment because life is filled with disappointments, even if you're a believer. Sometimes we share the gospel in such a way or we speak in such a way as to imply that if you're a follower of Jesus, everything's going to be fine. Your life's going to be wonderful. You're going to be filled with peace, love, and joy. You'll never really have any hardships or difficulties. And when they come, and Jesus told us they would come, the difficulties of the world, even persecution, that when it comes, we can feel like, what's going on here? I wasn't expecting this. I was led to believe that my life would be all better if I came to Jesus, that my pain would be gone, my trials would be gone, my difficulties would be gone. And we've got to be very careful that when we give the hope of Christianity, that we're not selling uh, selling something or, or being dishonest about what's involved in following Christ. You know, if you're following Christ, you know there's times of carrying your cross. There's times of disappointment. There's times when it doesn't seem like God is answering your prayers. There's times in your life and mine when God seems close. And there's times when it seems like God's far away. And you're not experiencing that closeness like maybe, you know, 24-7. I don't know about you, but I don't. I continue in faith. I continue to follow even through times of disappointment, unanswered prayer, unchanged aspirations, unfulfilled hopes. And we have to learn, every one of us has to learn how to do this because we live in a fallen world. And even as believers, it doesn't always happen like we want. But what does scripture promise? Let's be clear about this. Scripture does promise that we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Romans 8, 28. Uh, This verse has saved my life, friends. I've shared it here before. I'm going to share it again. Let me tell you, you better memorize this verse. 
You better hang your hat on this verse. You better hold on to this verse. This is a verse that can get you through difficulties. It does not say all things are good. It does not say that a Christian will never have difficulties or problems. It does not say that everything that comes into your life is just what's the right thing. What it says is the difficulties, the pain, the disappointment, the spiritual attacks, the, the, things, the things people do to you that are sinful and hurtful, that God is greater than that. It doesn't say that God, that, that God wanted that, but God is greater than that. And God causes all things, the good things and the bad things, to work together for good to those of us who love him and are called according to his purpose. That's our promise. It takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. God is using these things for his greater purposes. One of the great purposes God has in his life is to transform us into a, a, a real jewel, a gem, a diamond of his glory and grace that he can be seen in our lives. And God uses the sunshine and the rain, the clouds and the, the sunshine and the cloudy, rainy days. He uses the good things and the bad things. He uses it all for that purpose. But you know what? Sometimes it takes time. We're kind of an impatient generation now. I joke that we get, we get impatient waiting on the microwave these days, or don't we? And we're impatient. And God takes time to work his grace into our life, to work his, his sanctification into our life. And we need to learn how to wait on the Lord to see what he's going to do. And sometimes it gets very dark before we see the light. Sometimes it seems like the enemy's having great victories before we, we see the triumph that's coming. Indeed, our final hope isn't ultimately until Jesus returns. But in the process, I like Psalm 27, where the psalmist writes and he says, I would have despaired unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And, that, and sometimes you may be like that, and I may be like that. I would have despaired unless I'd believed I was going to see God's goodness because I'm not seeing it now. And I, and I, but I, I believe someday I will. And this is learning how to wait on the Lord. This is what he goes on to say. Wait for the Lord. Wait for the Lord, his timing. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Yes, wait for the Lord. We need to learn how to do this, and we need to learn how to help others do this, to give them encouragement, to say that God is still acting. God is still doing what God's going to do. He's still going to be enthroned. No one's going to knock him off. But in the process, God, in his great wisdom, he's working in our lives. He's working in our circumstances. What must we do? Wait on him and his timing, be strong, be courageous, and don't despair. Believe that you will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. In my life, one of the things that's helped me wait with courage and strength is a vital, vital principle, and that is to give thanks, even in difficult times. In 1 Thessalonians 5, it says this, rejoice always, Pray without ceasing. Don't stop praying. Don't give up. Don't. I don't know if this means you pray every second of every day. I think it means keep prayer part of your life. Keep it in your life. Keep praying. Make sure you keep seeking God. Pray without ceasing. 
in everything. Give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now, it's, it's, that means give thanks in the, in the good times, which we can fail to do. We can forget to do it. But also give thanks in the tough times, which is hard to do. But in my own life, some of the greatest spiritual victories I've ever seen, some of the most important breakthroughs I've had in my own life came when I simply said, God, I don't feel thankful, but by faith and obedience, I will give thanks for this situation. And I simply do. And I say, thank you, Lord. And then God begins to turn the light on for me. He begins to help me see what's going on. He helped me have faith. He renews my faith. He renews my confidence because I obeyed him and I acknowledged God. I'm not on the throne, that's for sure. It's not going the way I want, but you're on the throne. And I trust that and I believe you. So thank you. It's an act of faith. We all need to learn how to deal with disappointment. If you can't do it, if you can't learn to trust God, even in the most difficult times, you're probably not going to make it last the way you should. You need to help your children. You need to help your friends. You need to help the people in your church. You need to help anyone you care for who's trying to follow Christ, who is following Christ, to learn how to deal with disappointment. It will come. It need not derail you. It can make you stronger. And that's what we pray for. Let's go ahead and pray right now. Father in heaven, we thank you that you are always on the throne. We say, Lord, sometimes things happen to us we don't understand. Your timing isn't what we would want. Sometimes, Lord, things discourage us. They seem like a defeat. It seems like you didn't answer a prayer or you didn't care. We acknowledge, Lord, that none of those things are true. You are the living God and you're active, and you're going to work all things together for good in our lives. Help us, Father, to learn how to wait for you, to be strong and courageous, to not despair when circumstances aren't going our way, but to wait for the Lord and to know that you, Lord, to know that you will work your will in and through our lives. We pray for this day, Lord. I pray for anyone having difficulties, trials, discouragements, long ongoing things that just aren't working right. Lord, help help us to not lose heart, to not become disappointed with you, to keep the faith and be strong. We pray for this and I pray for everyone here and I ask it in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen and amen. Hey folks, I love the word of God. I hope you do too. It is the God's instruction manual to how to live a victorious life. Good times, bad times. Times where we're filled with joy and times when it's hard to be happy. God's word speaks to our soul. I'm glad you're here. If you're new, welcome. I hope you will join us every day. We come here live at 8.30 in the morning, but you can watch anytime. I encourage you to subscribe to the channel, like the video, tell your friends, and then set a time, whether it's live at 8.30, And maybe at lunchtime, maybe you take a break in the afternoon, maybe later in the evening, but fit this into your schedule. Make an appointment with Tom, shall we say. Make an appointment with me in the Word of God and and then keep your appointment. Make it every day if you can. I'm here every day. I hope you will be too. Make a difference in your life. That's what we want to see. Mighty men and women raised up for God. Thanks for joining me. You are here every day. I love you. 
God bless you, and we'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Bye-bye.